Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. The Incredible Hulk has been in the MCU, breaking, smashing, and wrecking ever since Phase 1. First as Edward Norton in the first movie, and then my favorite, Mark Ruffalo, comes in in the Avengers and just brings an all-star grade A performance as the Hulk. And I couldn't think of someone better to cast than Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters. And that is the name of our series that we are covering this week and the next nine weeks going forward. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is here. And we've been waiting for this one. I've been personally waiting for this one since its announcement uh, quite a long time ago. And yeah, it's... And man, is it a treat to have to break down and discuss with you right now. Not many superheroes can break the fourth wall. Only Deadpool. And Deadpool hasn't been in an official MCU movie, although they may be recanonized into the MCU, the Deadpool movies. However, this is the first Marvel Cinematic Venture that we are getting fourth wall breaks, which just tells a whole different type of story. It allows for the writing to go in a million different directions that couldn't if not the fourth wall breaks. The first shot of this show starts with one of those fourth wall breaks somewhat as Jennifer Walters is practicing her speech for the jury and this is how the speech goes. What is the responsibility of those with power? Do they merely have an obligation to refrain from the misuse of that power or do they have a duty to protect those without it? The defendant used their political resources, both political and monetary, for financial gain at the expense of public safety, causing the deaths of innocent people. They did this because they would not be held accountable, that their power shielded them from very real consequences. But today, you, the jury, can prove that's not the case. Show them that they will be held accountable because those with the most power have the most to answer for. Now we'll get into who she's defending later, as I don't know, as I'm doing a reaction episode this week, so I'm going to be reacting as I go. I find as I record my show, the best way to record it is to be in the moment and record it how I'm feeling that week, and I really want to enjoy the show to the best of my ability as I'm recording the most genuine reactions for you as an audience. In her office, there's a sign that says, I'm not arguing, I'm just explaining why I'm right. That is the most lawyer sign I've ever seen. Also, you know, What is the responsibility of power? It is a great, great question, especially in the scope of Marvel and in the world of superheroes. And I'm sure something that this show will be holding up and questioning quite a lot. Sort of echoing the famous line, with great power comes great responsibility, delivered by Uncle Ben to Peter Parker in most timelines of Spider-Man. Because those with the most power have the most to answer for. I love that line. And it kind of goes off of with great power comes great responsibility. I love those parallels. As Jennifer's making her speech, fellow lawyer Dennis is making comments, kind of saying more smiles. Um, Oh, that's a little bit wordy. Trying to give her tips throughout. He tries to convince Jennifer that he's better for the case. And Jennifer's paralegal says, just get out. And she kicks him out of the room. She tells Jen that it was so good and how you used the weight of civic duty during your closing argument. I almost cried during it. You just have to top it off with that savage Jen Walters look. And Jen Walters goes, I don't have a savage Jen Walters look, giving her savage Jen Walters look, which I'll admit is pretty off the bat, pretty signature. And embodies a little bit of Bruce Banner. I see the family resemblance. It's just such good casting. Nikki, her paralegal, says she's going to go on to be a district attorney one day. And 
Jen goes on to tell her that she just needs to stick the landing on this case. Nikki says, you will, and if it doesn't go our way, maybe you could just Hulk out. And we're like, what? What? Oh, she's a Hulk already. We, we don't need to see... The origin... What? The origin story has happened. Jen replies to her that the only hulking out she's going to do is in a legal sense. Jen starts to leave her office, but then she walks back in and does the fourth wall break. And she says, yeah, about that, it's true, I am a Hulk. And I'm guessing you're not going to be able to focus on this fun lawyer show until you know all about that. So let me get you up to speed, she says. She tells us that a few months ago she went on a road trip with her cousin Bruce. Yes, that Bruce. And as we get to Bruce and Jen, they're in the car, and he's telling her about how his arm is starting to heal and that he made this device that keeps him in human form so this is how bruce banner is back to being a human this has been speculated for a while and it was wondered maybe this took place between the time of the snap but no this is very current and really that that makes me happy we want current stories not too many flashback stories she tells him that was the longest answer to what have you been up to i've ever heard and he tells her that well you asked me so they're driving down the road, and Jen is talking about a theory she has about Steve Rogers, and that he didn't have a girlfriend before he went into the service. And Bruce Banner says, what? Says who? And she says, the History Channel. And she says he goes from being frozen in ice, you know, as a war hero, to going from world-threatening disaster to world-threatening disaster, and then pretty much like right before this giant thing happens, she blurts out that he's a virgin, which is hilarious, and we know it's not true unless i'm just kidding it's at this exact moment that a spaceship pulls up in front of their car and causes a giant disaster for them right before this i'll say that bruce banner was eating cheetos with chopsticks as to not get them all over his hands something that jen walters came up with and was telling him about right before the steve rogers thing and they're going all over the car as they're tumbling down a cliff as to not run directly into a spaceship that pulled up right in front of them on this road so the SUV tumbles down a hill and gets pretty much wrecked, and it goes upside down into the beginning of a forest. Her left arm gets severely gashed, and it doesn't look good. She runs around the SUV uh, barefoot to get to Bruce to save him, to see if he's okay. He can't hulk out. He has this thing on his arm. She unbuckles Bruce, and he falls from the seat to the ground, and he says he's bleeding. He's kind of mumbling it because he's kind of like half passed out, and he says, get away from me, I'm bleeding, and some of his blood falls directly into her wound. This has an immediate effect, and she looks down at her arms, and she sees green going through her arms and her veins, and you see her transform sort of in the SUV's reflection of the door. So five minutes into the show, we're getting the transformation. I like how we're not wasting any time. Bruce rolls on the ground and he looks to start to turn into the Hulk himself as sh as she runs in, She-Hulk runs into the forest, a bit uncontrollably away from the scene. She wakes up in the forest at night and she looks at the moon and she is completely disheveled and both of her sleeves on her blouse are ripped. She crawls up a hill out of the forest and sees a bar that's called Ideal Sports Bar, a little bit on the nose. She makes her way into the bar, just a bit bewildered. You know, she seems nervous slash confused. She makes her way into the woman's restroom and starts to clean herself up before a group of women enter. The women think a man did this to her, and they said, who did this to you? You don't deserve, he does not deserve you, and they start to immediately start to clean her up. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's fantastic camaraderie on their end, and it's just, without question, they're just helping her out. She says she just needs to get cleaned up. She doesn't need to get makeup put on her. And uh, they, they're like, yes, you do. <laughs> She's like, oh. Someone asks her if she has somewhere to go. And uh, Jennifer replies that she has to call her cousin to come and get her. And she asks if she could borrow someone's phone. And every one of the girls offer their phone. 
camaraderie. I love it. Later, Jen stands outside the bar wearing one woman's fuzzy coat and another's sparkly heels, giving her a kind of a distinct look, okay? Not that you'd want to assume anything about anyone ever, right? Well, these gentlemen that are about to approach do assume, and, well, they make a bad decision in doing so, don't they? They ask her what she's doing, what her name is, and she said her boyfriend's coming, and they don't really leave her alone when she kind of gives them the signal, I don't want to talk to you. And um, they say, come on, we're just being friendly, and they start to follow her. Textbook creepy. Kind of without hesitation, she turns around and hulks out right on top of them, and it's just like a very short scene where she just probably takes them out and and blacks out. Wakes up in a darker room that has sunlight coming into it, and... Laid out for her is a Led Zeppelin t-shirt, and she walks out of the room slowly, asking hello, and she's looking around, and out on one of the tables is Tony Stark's Iron Man helmet. It's damaged from battle, but what a great Easter egg. Man, anything Iron Man related gets me super stoked, and how cool is that? She is in with the Avengers now. I immediately wonder, is this one of Tony Stark's place, or is this just a memento that Bruce Banner was given after Tony had passed away? She does touch the helmet delicately. She hears like music from afar, so she starts to walk towards it, and it's coming from downstairs. Some mariachi music playing, and you wonder who's listening to this. It's Bruce in Hulk form. Well, the Hulk form that we know from Endgame that, you know, combined brains and brawn. And she says, you're Hulk again, and he says, smart Hulk. He said he thought he'd get a little work done. To smart Hulk, she replies, wow. And he says, yeah, I didn't come up with it. You don't really come up with these names. <laughs> That's great. She asks him where they are, and he says Mexico. And not to worry, he talked to her parents and that they know that she's okay. Becoming a Hulk probably is a bit traumatizing on the body, and I wonder if she was knocked out for a couple days, maybe a week if not. Bruce says this is where he spent the blip fixing himself and integrating the Hulk and Banner identities. In this tiny beach house lab, she says, and he says, yeah, Tony built it for me a few years ago. So it was something that Tony actually made for Bruce himself. Being an Avenger does have its perks. Unfortunately, Falcon didn't get as many of those perks and all the other Avengers, but Tony didn't have as much one-on-one time with every single Avenger. He could probably only help some of his best friends out while they were busy. And if you think about it, um, Falcon was blipped, and he didn't have as much one-on-one time with Tony. I'm referring to that scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier where Falcon goes out for a bank loan and has trouble. Bruce says that Tony used to joke that the lab was a loner and that he'd just swing by one day and take it back. Tony Stark will always exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, alive or dead. And I love that we're just going to keep getting new quotes from him infinitely. And I can't wait to see him again in future projects because with the announcement of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, there is bound to be a Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark variant out there to help us with those battles. I sure as heck hope bruce asks his cousin if she's okay and she kind of looks around the lab and then asks wait did we hit a spaceship nonchalantly he's like yeah sakarian class a carrier (laughs) carrier craft (laughs) i can't even say it they're probably trying to deliver a message he says that he's got to get to the bottom of that and that some weird stuff just kind of finds you when you're a hulk okay i'll take that explanation for now i really want to know more about that spaceship myself right He goes on to say, but first, we got to deal with you. And she says, me? What happened to me? 
her eyes widen and she kind of has this revelation and she remembers something and she says i changed he says look i'm sorry i tried to warn you my blood got into your system and after the wreck you got a lethal dose of gamma radiation she says lethal as in i'm gonna die and he says no there's more to it than that I'm going to explain. She hits him and she says, that is not the sentence to take a pause on, Bruce. And, I mean, the way she just hits the Hulk, I, I, I'm assuming she's known the Hulk and Bruce as the Hulk for a little bit of time, at least. Uh, I wouldn't just hit the Hulk. He shows her a computer with data and he says, you and I, we share a rare combination of genetic factors that allow us to synthesize gamma radiation into something else. She replies, so I turn into a Hulk now, too. Bruce replies, I've been analyzing your blood and the way it synthesized gamma. He was able to use it to completely heal his arm from the snap. The infinity snap that saved and brought back half of humanity. She asks him, because I'm better than you? And he says, not better, just different. She says, in a better way. He says, in conclusion, now my arm is healed and I'm able to be my fully integrated self again. She replies, Smug Hulk. And he says, Smart Hulk. And she says, well, it's pretty smug to call yourself smart. He says, I didn't come up with it. And she says, you used it. <laughs> Implied endorsement. He tells her not to lawyer him. He says, now that I've actually analyzed your blood samples, and he puts it into, like, a microwave and all these lasers like obliterate her blood samples and <laughs> she says it's a bit dramatic he says it's way too dangerous to get onto the world even if there's only a millionth percent chance that it makes another one of us she says okay you've analyzed everything now fix me get me back to normal he sternly tells her jen this is not going away and she says what do you mean give me that little device thing that you had that kept you as bruce even we know as an audience that that is so new and um it's just not feasible for her he says that device was a prototype and it was calibrated to me. And she says, great, make me one. He says he can't do it and that he's been struggling with this for years and the best that he could do was merge his two halves. Give it time in the lab, we could possibly do the same for you. She says, no, I don't want to be a Hulk. I just got my own office. I just got business cards. And Bruce says, there's no going back to what you were before. At this point, Jen closes her eyes and you could tell she's thrown and... Um, Bruce gets down to her level and he says, Jen, what is it? What do you need? Talk about having the Hulk on your side through an ordeal like this, though. I mean, to have the Hulk guide you through being a Hulk, I would take that over being and learning to be the Hulk by myself. She doesn't really know how to talk, and it cuts to them at breakfast, and Bruce is making her pancakes. And we know the Hulk has probably a pretty big appetite. Bruce sits down and levels with her, and he says, Listen, I know this is hard to hear, but you're going to have to change the way you live your life now. Avoid stressful situations and stay away from people. And she says, I can't stay away from people. How am I supposed to do my job? And he says, You can't go back to your job. She gives him just a blank stare, and he says, You stay here until you learn how to control your Hulk self. She asks him how long that's going to take, and he sets down a binder, and he says, This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on, on coming to terms with being the Hulk. He says, Seriously. He says, I traced all my steps through my evolution. I never thought it would end up being a syllabus, but here we are. Bruce Banner is such a likable character. And man, I just am such a fan of his uh, Mark Ruffalo's and just this Bruce Banner, um, this Hulk. He is so fantastic. We need one movie with him as the Hulk starring the Hulk. One movie. He goes on to say to her, now with my help, hopefully your progress will go a little bit faster than mine. And then she like repeats to him, multi-year, you said? He says about 15 years, give or take. And she's like, 15 years? And he's like, our top priority is to control when you turn. And if you do the math, 
The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton came out in 2008. The Snap and Avengers Endgame happened in 2023 MCU canon, which is... We're, we're coming right up on that. We're, we're evening out to that happening in real time with our timeline. And that is exactly 15 years that the Hulk has been the Hulk in the MCU. So it actually times out. Where does time go? And what will the Marvel Cinematic Universe look like in another 15 years from the beginning to the end of it? Uh, I think we're going to have so many more stories, if not three to four times as much as we do now. So the next scene, we get Jennifer in Bruce's lab, and she has this thing on her head, and sh and he's trying to collect data. And she says, I thought the, the point was to prevent me from turning into a Hulk. And he says, these transformations are triggered by distressed emotional states. So we need to know the exact threshold that causes it for you. She tells him to put on a Pixar movie. Like when Bing Bong jumps out of the wagon and inside out, and then Hulk is like, oh no, Bing Bong. Bruce tells her to stop and that he needs to focus and that the triggers are anger and fear. And she replies that those are like the baselines for any woman just existing. He says, all right then, let's try this. And he presses a red button. She turns around and she sees a wall of saw blades just moving towards her she says it kind of feels like if i'm i don't transform i'm gonna die and she asks if he has a plan b for that and he says no this this scene is hilarious she rips the helmet off and she she starts to freak out and she asks is this gonna kill me and he says no keep an eye on we need the data and like the helmet just gets completely destroyed in the process she says what do you normally use this chamber for you psychopath and at that exact moment we see her green hands stop the wall and she throws it back with all her force. And he's like, yes! <laughs> Bruce is very happy. She screams and rips the wall towards him off, and she throws it at him, raging. And he's like, whoa, easy, girl, easy. And he's like, why are you... She's like, why are you talking to me like I'm a stray horse? And this shocks Bruce. He says, Jen, you're still Jen right now? She says, yeah, and I'm conscious. He says, this is incredible. You don't have an alter ego. You're the only one in there, he asks her. And she says, as far as I can tell. And he's like, this is huge, Jen. I think I'm jealous, he says. Is that what I'm feeling? Jealous? <laughs> he tells her, you don't have another guy to wrestle with for 10 years. She just says, cool, and walks past him nonchalantly. And he's like, bro, that's like a million dollars worth of damage back there, by the way. He asks her again, you really don't feel like there's another hand on the wheel at all. She faces him and she says, no, it's just me. She says, the first time was so intense, I could barely remember what was happening. But now it's like it's settled in. Bruce picks up his binder and rips out a big chunk, and he says, I guess we could just skip all that then. If I were Bruce, I would be a tiny bit jealous, but just way more impressed that this is happening to her. Um, but think about the big chunk of Bruce's life where he didn't have any control over the Hulk. And just to see his cousin just take immediate control of her Hulk, it's probably just astonishing to see. It is astonishing to see. The only reason it's not quite as surprising is because we know that she takes control from the trailers she tells him it kind of seems like she's done here and he says not so fast you still can't control when you transform she asks him how to turn back into jen how did he do it he says usually he'd fall out of a jet or he'd get knocked out by a robot and he'd wake up as banner or natasha for a while would tell him a lullaby what a wonderful reference and i miss those days hey big guy the sun's getting real low i remember that just like it was yesterday well probably because i watched the movies not long ago <laughs> she says it seems like the common thread is being unconscious bruce reminds her that one time he was stuck as the other guy for over two years thor ragnarok was an excellent movie and this was that time her shoulders drop and he says that was in outer space she says, I can't stay like this for two years. She kind of panics. He kind of certainly again tells her, you have so much more to learn about being a Hulk. 
I don't think you've thought through how dangerous this level of power is. Do you know the damage that you can cause? One mistake or one freakout is literally life or death. And she says, okay, I'll be careful. He says you can't be emotional and to forget Hulk rage. Just regular anger means death and destruction for everything and everyone around you. And I'm telling you, when people start seeing you as a monster, that never goes away. And we know what Bruce has been through through his ventures in Marvel, especially in Avengers Age of Ultron when Scarlet Witch turned him and put him against the city um and he raged and brought the building down and you know bruce has been through so much as the hulk and inadvertently caused so much damage um when he was not in control of his powers that this is kind of like reflecting all of all of that in this warning she replies to him fine teach me how to hulk please they sit in the pavilion and bruce teaches her about dialectical behavior therapy which allows you to hold two opposing truths at the same time first they begin to practice mindfulness with a few yoga techniques and she says i never thought you'd be into all this mind body spirit stuff he says dialectical behavior therapy is an evidence-based psychotherapy it's clinical not spiritual i myself practice mindfulness and it's really important uh, for me on a day-to-day -day basis so this is something i really relate to and think is awesome he says let your thoughts drift away relax your neck and your knees if that's comfortable hold in your farts namaste all day he tells her it's more about presence and about accepting the situation that you're in. Oh, I thought it was about getting my butt tied as hell. Up top. She tries to give him a high five. And he says, oh, gross, I'm your cousin. Close your eyes and breathe. He says, I can see you're not ready for DBT. So get some rest and they'll change tactics in the morning. We get a great shot of the beach, uh, sunsetting on the beach, and then Jen sleeping. And we get the Hulk holding an air horn up to her ear. The bed collapses under her as she transforms immediately into She-Hulk. He says, still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage, and, he, and she says, no, a normal amount of rage. He tells her, you do revert back to gen form when you sleep. She asks him if the air horn was really necessary, and he says, for comedy, absolutely. Later, he's telling her that he's gonna, she's going to need to reinforce all of her furniture, and don't even think to uh, move into a place without 10-foot high ceilings. On the beach, they practice Tai Chi, then face each other and bow. He tells her, you're going to need two wardrobes, one for Jen and one for your Hulk body, and then he asks her who your best friend is, and she says, Nikki, and he says, no, Spandex. Spandex is your best friend, and he holds up his Hulk pants. Smart Hulk picks up a boulder and says, boulder toss, just going to nonchalantly toss a boulder, and he tosses it a few feet, and then she picks up a boulder and tosses it even further and then he kind of shows off and grabs another boulder and throws it way off into the distance like possibly breaking in the earth's atmosphere she claps for him and applauds a little sarcastically there's some definite competition competition happening here he says i'm just trying to show you how it's done and she's like oh i'm shown what if they both take giant leaps into the air off of one cliff and onto another she's flexing and saying men as she's as he's like kind of like watching her do it bruce says being a hulk asks for balance and he's holding himself up on both of his arms as jen strikes several poses balancing on one hand and kind of flexing and she gives him a thumbs up he looks at her kind of angrily at the end of the cliff hulk says ground pound and he slams the ground and she does the same but behind her a bunch of trees fall over rocks crumble from the cliff below her and he just pushes her right off the cliff he gives him the middle finger as she falls as she's falling he calls her a little punk she says dick move and he agrees completely and she says I'm clearly nailing all these things. When am I ever going to use this as a lawyer? And he says, Jen, when you have powers like this, it's like putting a target on your back and the backs of all the people you care about. She says, oh, great. Yet another way my life is ruined. Thanks, Bruce. And he says, okay, I've been showing you all the downsides of being a Hulk, but there are a few upsides. 
back at the house he is shaking up a drink and he says our body metabolizes alcohol at a faster rate so we can drink so much and not get drunk he pours a drink next to what looks like eight to nine drinks <laughs> all buzz no barf he says and she says that's good later the two sit by the bar at night and she asks you built this bar by hand and he says yeah me and tony he says tony mostly drank and just sat around complaining about steve she replies oh steve in a way that makes me wonder if she has a thing for steve rogers i don't know who doesn't have a thing for steve rogers it might just be that she's making fun of like the fact that everyone always talks about him as well bruce looks down at carved initials of bb and ts their initials and he says it was a good time during a hard time this hits she holds up her drink and says to a good time during a hard time and he holds his up as well he says i'll drink to that they clink their cups and they both belch really loud to which it echoes over the beach in which they sit in the morning hulk makes a smoothie and she tells him you forgot to mention that i'd still have to deal with a hulk size hangover and he says i'm gonna have to put that in the binder oh my goodness that sounds like awful as she's resting her head on the bar the air horn goes off again and startles her but she doesn't turn into hulk maybe one way of not turning into hulk is being really hungover we're back to another hulk meditation session and jen wearily asks, when do you think i can leave here he tells her to let's just focus on each day as they come she says i legitimately have a life to get back to and he says i know i've been pushing you through a lot but being a superhero is trial by fire she says bruce i'm not gonna be a superhero he replies to her, what else are you going to do as a Hulk? She replies, return to my career that I spent years building. Use my law degree that I'm still paying off a fortune in student loans for, which I'm sure many can relate to. He says, it's not one or the other, Jen. I'm trying to show you that we can live between what we want and what is. But we can't pretend that we aren't two of the few people on earth that can actually protect her. Which is why we have to make sure of your ability to tolerate the stress. And regulate your emotions, especially your anger, he says. And it's not only at this point, but it's up to this point, we are seeing that Jen Walters and Bruce Banner are two very different people while being related, while having a lot, you know, in common, they are so different. And yeah, she has dealt with a lot of different things in her life to the fact that maybe she can control this just a little bit better than he has up to this point. She replies, here's the thing, I'm great at controlling my anger, I do it all the time. When I'm catcalled in the street, when incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me, I do it pretty much every day because if I don't, I will get called emotional or difficult or might just literally get murdered. So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. She starts to get angry a little bit. So all of this just feels like projecting a lot of shit onto me, she says. And then she transforms at this exact moment while sitting cross-legged right in front of him. He says, see? And she says, no, I'm doing this. And he's like, well, this is completely new territory. She replies, I guess I've outgrown your binder. She gets up and starts to walk away and says, love you, Bruce, but I'm going home. She's got a mind of her own and she's not going to wait any longer to get back to her life. It's kind of understandable. Something about Bruce's warning, though, about her not being ready is just ringing true. And I want her to listen to him at the same time. Bruce tries to stop her as she walks out to the Jeep outside and she says she's going to borrow the Jeep and bring it back to LA and that he can pick it up at her place. Bruce asks her to think it through and she says this is all that she's been thinking about. I did your dialectical behavior therapy. I could change back and forth and I'm happy to now get back to my life. I know you didn't ask for this, but whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero, he says. And who's going to protect the world if not for people like us? And she asks, are you quoting a comic book? This show is so self-aware, and I love it. She says, I'm sorry, but the idea of being a superhero is not that appealing to me. I'm not you. And I'm not going to become you. I don't need to join some secret government contractor squad and have my entire life taken away from me. He says, my life wasn't taken away, kind of sadly. 
Really, she says, so you didn't wind up alone hiding away on some remote beach with no friends, no relationships, never seeing your family, and definitely not dealing with a decade's worth of trauma? Why would you want that for me, Bruce, she asks him. She tells him you're a cautionary tale as she begins to get into the SUV. He says that's the price you have to pay for keeping the world safe. She says it's not wrong that I'm choosing to help people in the way I've always wanted to. To which he replies, I spent a lifetime running from this aspect of myself. Which we've seen firsthand. We know better than her how much he's been through as the Hulk. And it's just so hard to see her not really hear him out on this. She tries to pull away and he stops the car with his bare hand. He says, denying half of your being is no way to live, trust me. And she says, goodbye. He puts himself right in front of the Jeep and she says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm asking you to reconsider. And she says, done. Yes, I've reconsidered. I'm still leaving. He says, don't you dare. And she starts the car anyway. And he puts his hands on the hood. He says, what, you think you could just say mean things and just take off? She says, yes. And she pulls away anyway, putting the Hulk directly on the front of the car. <laughs> she speeds off, then swerves, and he flies into a pile of boulders sending them right on top of him she looks in the rearview mirror and sees this and she gets out and she's concerned and she asks if he's okay he gets the boulders off himself and his glasses are cracked and he repeats what she said earlier dick move she says i learned it from you such good chemistry between these two characters already just within this first episode he says to her see jen you're doing the best you can and you can do better she walks up to him in normal form and says enough dialectical behavior bullshit and then her green hand from out of screen punches him directly in the face as he levels himself out she hulk cracks her knuckles she charges but he puts her hand on her brow and pushes her back she takes swings as he's pushing her she pushes him away then takes a step on his foot then throws him off in the distance with her bare hands he hits the ground on his back she leaps down on him prepared to stomp he rolls sideways but she misses she grabs his ankle but he kicks her away and stands he says for the record i really didn't want to do this and he claps his hands super hard and sends her flying back with just a wave of pure energy she lands on her face and he says okay i wanted to do it a little he says in almost the most rageful we've heard in all episode why wouldn't you listen to someone who's been through this before she says because we're different people he calls her a lunkhead she calls him a dummy she claps and tries to repeat the move that he did the sonic wave clap i'll call it and it does nothing and he's like is that all you got and then she claps again and it starts to happen. She keeps clapping and gusts start to fly out and it starts to drive Hulk crazy and he puts his hands over his ears. He does it until he drops to the ground and then she walks off. He strikes out of nowhere coming back and sends her flying into a palm tree. She grabs that palm tree and sends it back at him and it has coconuts on it and it hits those just hit him in the head and this just makes him even more mad. He charges at her and she jumps at him but he just knocks her right back. He breaks through two trees and a surfboard stand. She throws a lobster trap at him and his head gets caught in it and it completely takes out his glasses. Man, this poor gla I hate breaking my glasses and just seeing that bothers the heck out of me. He takes the thing off his head and then two surfboards hit him in the head as well. So she's just throwing everything at him. She screams at him, baring her teeth. Smart Hulk removes his broken glasses and if it wasn't real yet, it is seriously about to get real. They both Hulk scream at each other and he runs at her, knocking her over. They roll through the forest together, knocking down countless trees and back into the tiki bar that Bruce built with Tony Stark, his now fallen Avenger friend. Friend, Jen, his friend, who he saved the world with. This isn't the moment in the show where everything goes south for their relationship. He just says, my bar, and he says, you're helping fix it, and it cuts to them doing that exact thing. He says, so if you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I respect that. He says kind of like angrily, and she says, thanks. He doesn't mean that, she says to us, the audience, and he, he looks over his shoulder at her as she's looking at us it's a really really great moment like i said these fourth wall bricks are going to make for a lot of unique hilarious moments in this show 
Now later, the bar is fixed, and Bruce and Jen eat Cheetos with chopsticks. Nice reference to the beginning of the episode. She lifts one towards him, and so does he, and they toast, and he drops his. As I walk to the SUV, Bruce tells her, just so you know, I'm the only other person in the world that knows what you're going through. And, you know, you feel for Bruce here, because I think Bruce more or less needs this connection with his cousin than she needs the connection with him. And maybe she, for some reason, because of everything that she's going through, doesn't see that just now or just yet. He tells her to call him anytime and she thanks him and they give each other a hug. She says, and I'm sorry that I said a bunch of harsh but very true things. And he says, wow, an apology that still doubles down on, a thing you, on the thing you were apologizing for. That's very lawyerly. She says, I'm a much better lawyer than I am a Hulk. And he says, now who's smug? She gets into the car and starts it. He tells her, if you change your mind, the door never closes. And she tells him, thanks. See you at the next family dinner. She starts the car and pulls away. The gentle giant watches her drive off somberly and... It's hard, because I know that Hulk needs somebody right now. We're back in the present, and she says, so that's how it happened, and no crazy Hulk stuff since. So now my family knows, and Nikki knows, and you know. You as in the audience, you and me. Basically, I was right, and Bruce was wrong, and I never have to be a Hulk, she tells us. Okay, so now I'm going to go win this case. Lawyer show, she reminds us. This is a lawyer show. Get ready for law stories. Lawyer show. We get to the courtroom, and the other lawyer is like, my client was well within his right, blah, blah, blah. These accidental deaths were an unfortunate byproduct of an ambitious expansion plan? What? Anyway, as if she's not about to win this case anyway, Jen sits with her colleague lawyer Dennis and Nikki, and Dennis tells her not to screw this up, Walters. She walks over to the jurors and says, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, and just at that moment, exploding through the wall, a character we will learn to be Titania disrupts everything not your average lawyer show nikki taps jen and tells her to do her thing and she says right now in front of everybody she says yes as people start to panic she says civic duty jen come on she says jen says i really like this outfit and then nikki reminds her of shoes and she takes her shoes off i'm, I'm assuming jen has shown nikki at least once or twice herself in she hulk form since she can do it so willingly she clenches her fists and the shoulders of her blazer tear as she morphs into she hulk and her brown eyes turn green Titania asks, who the hell are you? And she says, Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. She-Hulk gets a desk thrown at her, but she throws it right back. Then Titania brings a flying kick right towards her, and She-Hulk punches her right in the gut and pushes her right back into the wall, knocking her unconscious. Officers head right towards her. Who's that girl? Starts to play. And she puts her shoes back on and transforms back into regular Jen Walters form. Her curly hair disheveled and her suit torn up. She is ready to give her closing argument now. And that is when we cut to credits. That is our first episode. The ending credits are courtroom sketches of her as She-Hulk. And there's some Easter eggs in here. And one of them being, she's holding up a cup that says Avengers. And it has lipstick on it. Kind of like Avon the makeup, I'm guessing. Another sketch, Jen and Nikki toast at a bar. In another one, she stands as She-Hulk in her lawyer outfit in an elevator full of regular people, and she looks kind of embarrassed to be She-Hulk, and the elevator's really tight. <laughs> in another sketch, Smart Hulk pulls a box of Cheetos. I'm sorry, like 50 boxes of Cheetos while she holds up spandex in front of him. Another sketch shows Bruce fixing up his lab as Smart Hulk. Another image shows her with a whole diagram trying to explain how Captain America is a virgin, which is just great. And I like that Hulk is just there to entertain this for her. <laughs> another sketch shows her what looks to be surrounded by family. We may meet them in other, later episodes. We may get a lot of this in later episodes. We get another uh, post credit scene 
with her saying, It's so sad. Steve Rogers did so much for his country and never got to experience sex. She says, Did you see that ass? That ass did not deserve to die a virgin. It's like so sad. And she's pretty wasted here, but she is in regular human form. Uh, so at some point at the bar, she did revert back and start getting wasted. Hence her probably being really hung over the next day. And Hulk replies, Steve Rogers is not a virgin. He lost his virginity to a girl in 1943 on the USO tour. And a direct reaction to the scene, finding out she's faking it. She, um, she says, yes, I knew it. And he's like, you're not drunk. And she says, Captain America cuts off. F's. <laughs> it's her own Avengers assemble moment. Uh, holy moly, Mother Almighty, I thought that was so funny. Another Easter egg you might have missed in this episode, marked 616 to 619. There's a QR code on the wall of the bar she's entering after she becomes She-Hulk. And if you scan that QR code, it's going to take you to a special site, and there's a little treat there for you. If you want to see that, go check that out. We'll talk about that next week. Potentially, Jennifer Walters could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as long as it goes forward and defending superheroes and supervillains and going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of our favorite heroes. We are going to see a lot of her, and I think this first episode really paved the way for a lot of really awesome stories to be told. Jessica Gao, the head writer, did a phenomenal job with this first episode, and I cannot wait to see what she does with the rest of the series. The MCU does a really fantastic job at building its characters, and I'm really looking forward to see where this show takes our hero. And I hope we get to see more Bruce Banner, aka Hulk, and I am Eric Cicada, aka Mr. Honest, and this has been A Normal Amount of Rage, the first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, covered by Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash marvelmaniac. It hasn't been updated in a while as of this recording, but it will be updated soon. So if you want to donate to the show, that's currently the best place to do it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com. Don't hesitate. Give us your feedback on She-Hulk and other Marvel shows. It may be featured on the show. I will be posting my after show for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings within the next week or two, so be on the lookout for that. We have some references to some things that might be happening in this show, without giving away too many spoilers in that movie. And my after shows for Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, all that will be coming to you later this year, ASAP. But I figured we'd get right back on track with She-Hulk. And wow, I'm so happy we did. It is so good to be back here with you on Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. Until next time, Avengers, disassemble.